0: Of course, everybody's been watching the American election. The Trump campaign's challenging the validity of the votes in several states as the vote count continues, even as we speak. Donald Trump is suing uh, in Pennsylvania and Michigan and asking for a recount in Wisconsin already. He's also threatened to ask the U.S. Supreme Court to intervene in the election. So to discuss this further, we're joined by Professor Garrett Epps. He's an American legal scholar, novelist, journalist and professor of law. At the University of Baltimore and it's a very good afternoon to you Garrett Epps hello there hello there hey there oh well well we are good I mean it is a fascinating time so over the past 12 hours Garrett President Trump's made several claims that the continued vote count in contested states is he suggests somehow fraudulent what was your reaction to hearing those claims well, you know, my reaction's on two tra- uh, tracks. First is, as a lawyer,
1: I think his claims are, are sort of incoherent. Uh, he, is, he is really asking for something that has, to the best of my knowledge, never been granted. It's a very odd thing, and that is to say, to for a court to say to a state, those ballots that were cast on time, lawfully, through your process, may not be counted. Mm. Right, we we all remember Bush versus Gore, where they said they yeah. couldn't do a certain recount of ballots that had already been counted. This is a claim that ballots can't be counted at all, and that's very unusual. Okay, so at one level, I'm thinking, you know, what do you not snow? You you can't ask for this. The court's not going to give it to you. On another level, the emotional level, I was alive during Bush versus Gore. I was a law professor. I said, there's no way the Supreme Court will. Get involved in this local dispute, the, the recount will go on, and the court stepped in and made George Bush president, uh, who was, by coincidence, the person they favored. So, uh, you know, when you get in front of the U.S. Supreme Court, anything can happen, it's sort of like a loose ball in football. Mm, mm. Um, and I'm a little shell shocked about yeah. that.
2: I would say the chances
1: of Trump succeeding are pretty
2: limited. Mm. Do you have any concerns about the fact that, let's be honest, and we're a long way away, so we're not in the belly of the beast the way that you are, but the Supreme Court at the moment is pretty heavily stacked and has been pretty pretty heavily stacked by President Trump, as is his right to do so. Do you have any concerns that because there are brand new members on there that basically owe their seat to the fact that President Trump put them forward, that, that there may be problems there? I, I think that it's uh, strewn with problems strewn with problems. Um,
1: President Trump, you know, is, has the virtue, uh, a sort of abnormal psychology virtue, of telling you whatever crazy thoughts are in his head. Yep. And he has made clear before and after the appointment of Justice Barrett that he expects her to vote to stop the counting of ballots if he asks them to. Now, that, the problem with that is it puts the court in a very difficult position, um, and makes it, it seems to me, less likely that the justices will want to get involved in his dispute. But if the court does, and if by a, a close vote they step in and and keep uh, Biden from uh, succeeding, I think the political crisis uh, and the damage to our courts and Constitution in this country will be incalculable. It's a very dangerous moment uh, for the American legal system.
0: Garrett, in terms of the vote count, it seems to be that the process has gone fairly well apart from this challenge. Would that be your at first glance your take on it that it's all gone relatively well given there were different ways of voting drive ins, etc. for people that, with COVID?
1: But to be honest, it brings tears to my eyes. You know, I, I was just saying to somebody this morning, yesterday, election day, two thousand twenty, was the most normal day American democracy has had since the election of Donald Trump. Trump stayed out of sight. We had an election. People voted. You know, nobody got beaten up. There were no thugs at the polls. Uh, You know, there was no uh, hacking, no collapse. We just had an election, and these very earnest poll uh, watchers and and vote counters began to do their job. And of course, then Trump comes rampaging out into the East Room, screaming, uh, I'm going to destroy everything. Uh, And now we're in a world of hurt. The election went uh, you know, really about as well as an election run by 51 different governments in a country this size can go. Uh, mm-hmm. And all that's necessary is to count the votes. Now, the Republicans say you can't count the votes after Election Day. The point people need to understand is the reason why in Pennsylvania the count is going on now is that the Republican legislature passed a law stating that they could not count until after Election Day. And, you know, if you want to be cynical, maybe they did it just so they could claim fraud. Mm. I don't know. Um, But it doesn't... Pennsylvania is the the area to worry about an actual lawsuit going forward.
0: Right. In a constitutional sense, is there any legal principle in which Donald Trump can look to halt the vote count?
1: You know, I, I I don't know what it would be. In Bush versus Gore, they said that, uh, recounting the votes uh, in the way they were doing it violated uh, george bush 's right to equal protection of the laws, but that doesn 't apply if they 're counting the votes right counting the votes the first time um, how can that How can that damage you mm. right unless you can allege in some factual specific way yeah. that the recount that the count is being done fraudulently or erroneously. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't see it. You know, we already, we've we already had several lawsuits brought. Um, one was brought a week before the election where they tried to toss out 127,000 early ballots on the grounds that the structure in which the voters had voted was not justified by the, uh, by the statute. They went to one of the most conservative judges in the country and presented their case, and he said in open court, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really just not not buying it you know i just don't i don't understand what you're complaining about so there is that how is how is anyone injured by counting the ballots mm. unless you have proof there's yeah. fraud and there isn't any there isn't, there's virtually no voter fraud in the united states yeah. and everyone who has studied it agrees so it's going to be very hard for them to come up with specifics
2: yeah. The last thing for me, a- again, as a New Zealander that is patently not remotely as familiar with how court system works in the United States as you are, but one of the things i would always understood, that it's very difficult to basically go straight to the Supreme Court, that you have to go through lower courts, and if you're not satisfied there, then it keeps sort of moving up the chain, so to speak. With a thing like this, is it possible for somebody like the President to bypass all of that and go straight to the Supreme Court?
1: Well, In general, no, you don't, you know, you you don't get to just, you know, go to the Supreme Court, knock on the door and say, hi, I'm the president, I want something. Uh, There is one case that has been percolating in Pennsylvania that has to do with whether you can count ballots received after Election Day that were postmarked before Election Day. Mm. And that case bounced up to the Supreme Court a couple of times. And so that might be the vehicle that the president could use, but that—that's a very specific issue, right? Mm. You, that's not. Let's close down this, the counting now. That has to do with ballots that literally have not been received yet. Right. Uh, that case is already before the Supreme Court. There's there's some concern among court watchers that some of the justices are interested in it. Otherwise, no. You have to go to a district jo- uh, district court. Yeah. Uh, you have to put on evidence. District judges want evidence. They don't just sort of say oh, you know, I agree with you, you make a good argument, here's an injunction. Um, and I just don't know what evidence there is. I mean, we have noticed in the last couple of hours that the chief spokesman for the Trump legal team seems to be Mayor Giuliani, who, who really, to be honest, seems less like a, a, a powerful lawyer than like some kind of look at him. He, he's just, you know, he
2: isn't,
1: uh, I know some of the lawyers, but are available yeah. uh, to the Republican Party and some of them are, are really brilliant and it tells me something that they're not willing to go out there and say the kind of stuff that Giuliani's saying. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last question. If uh, Donald Trump does take this through the federal courts, you know, w- when do you expect that would all be tied up and there'd be a definitive result?
1: Well, you know, I think the the aim would be December 8th, which is the so-called safe harbor under our Electoral Count Act for the states to designate their electors, um, it it doesn't have to be uh, until a few weeks after that. And of course, um, the president is sworn in on January 20th. So in theory, it could go on that long. I I honestly think unless something comes up, I don't foresee um, that we're not going to be even getting close to December 8th. Uh,
2: I certainly hope that's the case. Yeah.
0: Well, watch this space. There are some very tight states. Uh, professor, very good to get your experience and expertise. Thanks so much for your time.
2: Thank you. Great, great to hear you guys.
0: That's Professor Garrett Epps, constitutional law professor in the States.